$4,000 question is, will we choose Jesus for ourselves? And I want to answer that question in two ways, by telling a couple of stories. And the first story is personal and about my family. When I was 27 years old, my wife Kirsty gave birth to our first child, a son called Tristan. And when Tristan was a few months old, we decided to get him christened because that's what the family expected of us. Now at that time, Kirsty and I, we weren't churchgoers, we didn't believe in God, but because it, the family expected it of us, we decided to get Tristan christened. And so we got in touch with the local vicar and we, we arranged the christening. And we went along uh, at, for his christening and we stood there and we said things about what we believed that weren't really true. And we made promises that, to be honest, we didn't really ever intend to keep. And when it was all over, we just said, job done, great. And we were off. And we didn't go back to a church for a long, long time. And then two years later, our daughter appeared, Kylie, and we did exactly the same thing. And we walked away afterwards and didn't go back to church for years and years and years. Fifteen years later, I was on a business trip to South Africa. And I went to stay with a friend called Chris, and he took me to his little church. It was out in the bush in, in Africa, a little kind of shade in the sun, really. And in the hour I spent in that church, for the first time in my life, I felt the presence of God really powerfully. And it was amazing. It was like liquid love and joy just pouring through me. I'd never experienced anything like it. And I realized for the first time in my life that there is a God who loves us and cares for us and wants the very best for us. The second story I want to just briefly touch on is the story we just heard in the Bible reading because it's about a woman who's healed by Jesus. And this woman is absolutely desperate. Her life is a complete misery. And the reason her life is a misery is because her period hasn't stopped for 12 years. The story tells us she's been bleeding for 12 years, and that made her a social outcast in Jesus' day. Her husband had probably thrown her out of the house because it would have been believed that she had a curse on her. She probably didn't have any friends because people thought she was unclean, and she was desperate. And she heard that this man, Jesus, was coming through town. She'd heard he'd done some miracles of healing. And so she thought, if I could just get near him, maybe he could do something for me. And so she goes out in the crowd and, and she follows, she pushes through. There's a whole crowd around Jesus. And she thinks, if I can just touch his, his robe, then maybe I could be healed. And she pushes through the crowd and she gets to him and she, he's, he, his back's to her, but she touches his robe. And in that instant, she feels this healing power pouring through her body. The story says that she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. 
And Jesus turned around to see what had happened because he felt the power go out of him. And, and when he'd identified who it was, he said to her daughter, he said, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free of your suffering. And you know, two years ago, I, I came into church and, and in the welcome area, just out there, I met a woman who was sobbing her heart out. And I'd never met her before. I didn't, I didn't know who she was. But I went up to her and I said, why, why are you upset? Why are you crying? And she said to me, I'm desperate. She said, I've had a bout of cancer. I've had chemotherapy. I've had radiotherapy. I was given the all clear. And then on the six-month follow-up scan, they found these nodules on my lungs. And now they're doing more biopsies and... and but it, it doesn't look good. And I'm desperate, she said. I'm desperate because I don't want my small children to grow up without knowing their mum. And I said, well, can I pray for you? And I put my hand on her shoulder and I prayed for her. I prayed that the Lord Jesus would drive every cancer cell from her body. And then she came into the church a little after that and she went to the back and there were some candles at the back of the church there by that cross and she lit a candle and she asked God for her own healing. And she told me that, that while she stood there she felt what felt like cold, fresh spring water pouring through her body and she knows that God touched her then and healed her. And all the follow-up scans since then have been completely clear. And she still texts me from time to time when she gets... I mean, I see her in between, but she still texts me from time to time when she has another follow-up scan to ask me to pray for her that the scan's going to be clear. And, and boy, when I get that text, I get on my knees and I start praying because I want that miracle to continue to be a miracle in her life. Just as it was a miracle for the woman who was bleeding for 12 years when Jesus healed her. And you know, it was a miracle for me when God came into my life 15 years ago in that little church in South Africa. Because I didn't know until then that there was a God who loves us and cares for us and wants the very best for us. Because he changed my life. If you ask my daughter, she'll tell you that before I knew God, I used to be an I used to be an angry person. I used to be quite a selfish person. My daughter would tell you that after I came to faith, after I found the love of God, I wasn't angry anymore, and I was a little less selfish. And the reason that I tell you these things this morning is because if you want to know that love and compassion of Jesus in your life, if you want to know that transforming power that took me and made me a little bit better person than I was before. If you want to know the healing power of God in your life, the way he healed the lady I met in the welcome area two years ago, then the thing I want to tell you this morning is that that doesn't happen by being christened as a baby. That being christened is a great start. It's a wonderful start, but... Christening is for children. Whereas we grow up, as adults, we have to profess the faith ourselves, and that's why we have 
confirmation and adult baptism because we have to make a profession of faith ourselves as adults, as grown-ups. We have to say, we want to follow Jesus too. As these children who have been baptised grow up, they'll have to make that decision for themselves. But I want to just make this invitation to you. If there's anything I've said this morning that makes you think, Pads, you know, that sounds really good. I'd really like to have some of that in my life. But I don't even know where to start. Let me invite you to come up after the service. I'll just be hanging around here. Come up and say to me, Pads, I heard what you said. How do, how do I get that love of God in my life? That healing power, that transforming power. And I'll tell you how to get started. I'd love to do that. And thank you for listening so well. God bless you all very much.